Hey, I'm Sarah. And I'm Kelsey. We spend about 80% of our time talking about Disney. And the other 20% of the time waiting for someone else to bring it up so we can talk about it more. So we started a podcast where we can talk all things Disney all the time. Welcome to the Happy Travel Podcast. Welcome back to Happy Travel Podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Kelsey. And we're excited today to uh, talk to you about Run Disney. So we just got back from a girl's trip to Disney for, uh, well, celebrating Kelsey's 30th birthday. It's not quite here, but this was the best weekend to go. So we just got back from a trip for that, and we um, were lucky enough to have our trip coincide with a run Disney event. And of course we had to go for it because it's just so much fun. Um, we are not runners. We're not going to pretend like we are runners. So this really, if you're listening to this and thinking this doesn't apply to me, I don't like running. It doesn't matter. It applies to you. And it's the coolest thing that you could do. Just another fun, um, you know, magical extra, I guess that Disney has to offer. So I'm just going to kind of go through what run Disney is. And then Kelsey will talk to you more specifically about the event that we participated in. And then you um, will get to hear from us and our special guest about just an overview of kind of what a weekend looks like when you are um, participating in a run Disney event, because there's just some extra things that you got to do to, um, you know, make it complete. So um, Run Disney is a race series that is put on by Disney. There are races at Walt Disney World, and now they're actually back at Disneyland. So it's been a while. I don't know specifically how long, but it's been a while since they've had races at Disneyland. Um, And this year, those races are returning. So there are a lot of diehard run Disney people who are very excited about that. Um, So Disney race season is made up of four different race events. Um, So the wine and dine race weekend is in November. There's marathon weekend in January, princess half marathon weekend in February, and then the springtime surprise is in April. Kind of gives away what the themes are. It's kind of obvious. Um, so wine and dine is during the wine and dine or the the food and wine festival. So it's called wine and dine. Um, and then marathon weekend is I think it's the only weekend that has a full marathon. So that's why it's called marathon weekend. And then princess half marathon weekend is princess themed. Um, and then the springtime surprise is always a surprise. Um, so. Even though there are kind of those like overarching themes, there are always um, different specific themes in terms of um, like the characters. So Kelsey will go more into what our springtime surprise was. Um, Marathon weekend this year was like, it was like 90s looking like, um, I don't know specifically for each event, but it was kind of the neon colors and um, very 90s. And then princess uh, half marathon weekend, there were... um, it's just different princesses for each race. I don't remember the wine and dine, but um, they're just different kind of character themes for each event as well. Um, and then this year, um, the Disneyland half marathon weekend is returning and that's in January. There's also um, some kind of, I guess, like 
races within races. So there are challenges, different weekends have different challenges. Um, and it consists of running multiple races in one weekend. Um, there's the dopey challenge, which I, I'm honestly not going to act like I know which goes with which, but um, there's a dopey challenge that includes running multiple races. And then there's also one called the coast to coast challenge. And that is when you complete races at both Disneyland and Walt Disney World. There's some different combinations or they call them tracks that you can do. Um, and that, so it's a specific race that you have to complete at Disney World and then Disneyland to be considered to have completed the coast to coast challenge. And then Disneyland Paris actually has a race weekend as well. Um, the races are incredibly popular. They sell out very quickly. Um, we decided that we wanted to do the 5K, and I knew I had to be online immediately when they went on sale because they sell out so quick. Um, I think, I mean, I would within hours, like that day they sell out. So you really have to be like on it and know what you want to do. Um, there's, of course, um, an additional way that you can that you can run, which um, our special guest will talk about later. Um, but they you they sell out just so quickly. There is something called Club Run Disney that you can be a member of. Um, that's kind of for your, I guess, your diehard run Disney fans. It does cost to join. There's some different levels, and that I believe that gets you like early access to registration. Um, but still, just so quick. Um, if you can't attend a race weekend or, um, you know, if you don't get into one that you want to do, there are virtual races. There are actually virtual races for every single um, race weekend. You can do a virtual race so you're able to complete it and you get kind of a merch box sent to you. And then there are also summer virtual races that go kind of um, during the off season, I guess, of those run Disney events. The uh, the race courses, you can find the maps online. Um, I think they usually go through Epcot. I know this one that we did was only really in Epcot. Um, when we did the 10K, it started kind of down the road from Epcot. Uh, mar the marathon goes through Magic Kingdom. I believe that's the only one that goes through Magic Kingdom is the full marathon. But you can typically find those maps um, when they release the event guide. Um, you'll see the map for your race, but you can also Google and see past race maps and kind of get an idea for what those look like. Um, I will throw in this time there was yoga. I don't know if they do that for every weekend, but there was also yoga that you could participate in, which I feel like we're just like going like downgrading every time we go because we did the 10K and then this time we did the 5K. And next time I really wouldn't mind just doing the yoga. They actually got like a yoga mat they got to take home oh, and nice. it was in Hollywood Studios. Like it looked super cool. So um, it's really neat. And you can find that kind of historical information online to have an idea, but you we don't know anything until Disney releases the official race guide, which I think they did that like about a week before um, our race, they released that. Um, they also have training materials. So Jeff Galloway, who is an Olympian from the seventies, um, and an avid runner, um, is kind of the official, like, I feel like official unofficial spokesperson of, um, training with run Disney. And so he has some different methods and different training plans that he's, um, worked with run Disney to put out. So you can find those training plans on their website. And then I remember not long ago, um, they put out a playlist of Disney songs, uh, for runners to use while training. So, um, not, I didn't, I didn't do that, but we listened to it in my car sometimes. <laughs> it's still a good playlist. We just didn't use oh, it. No. For, 
<laughs> but I didn't um, do that, but like you can. <laughs> you can't. That's why they made it, but that's not why I used it, but it was still fun. Um, but yeah, there's just, it's a whole thing and it's kind of, um, I guess it's kind of addicting really. Like we, the first one we did, we had no idea what we were doing. And then after that, I'm pretty sure it's like almost like, um, it's like kind of like giving birth. Like you do it and then you're like, that was so terrible. <laughs> like, why would I do that? And then you forget like how awful it was. And you think we should do that <laughs> again. And then you do it again. And so it was super fun. It makes uh, the weekend exhausting going to the parks. And, um, you know, this time we had a full weekend because we had a girl's trip. So we had a lot going on. I It would be nice to go one time and maybe just like take it a little more relaxing if we're doing a race. Um, cause that day we, we did the race and then we went back, we showered, Kelsey took a nap. Um, and then we went straight to the parks after that. So it was, it made for a long day and then it's kind of hard to recover after that because you're just stacking on top of it while you're, you know, spending hours, hours in the parks. So, but it is really, really like, like I said, we are not runners, um, and I'm not ever going to pretend to be, but it's just, just a super cool event and it's so fun. And like I said before, I, I will only run Disney. Like I'm not interested in running anywhere else, but I will participate in a good run Disney event. Agreed. Um, and if my voice sounds funny to you guys, it's because I lost it this weekend. <laughs> I got in a meeting today and I was like, Hey guys, sorry, I lost my voice. And my coworker was like, Oh, from screaming at Disney. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, Oh my God, really? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I've I've been screaming all weekend. Yes. Um, so <clears throat> apologies for how I sound. But I'm gonna talk about specifically our weekend um and our run Disney event that we participated in. Honestly, I don't think last time when we did the wine and dine that I even knew about the springtime surprise. Like when you said, Oh, there's a race that weekend, I was like, what is it? Like I didn't know if it was a 5K, I didn't know like what was going on with it. I knew absolutely nothing. Um but I was glad when you said we only have to do the 5k because <laughs> last time we did the 10k. So I was like, I don't know if I can do the 10k this time. And I'm glad it, that we didn't. The spring one used to be Star Wars themed. Okay. That's what it is because I had never heard of the springtime sun or springtime surprise. Yeah. I was like, what is this? I don't know what it was. Um, I don't know what it was before that, but I know that there there used to be a Star Wars race in the spring. Remember, okay, and maybe I'm just making, but I think I'm making this completely up, but there was like a dark side and a light side and one was at Disney World and one was at Disneyland, but it was like all Star Wars like themed, right? Yes, it was a half marathon in 2018. The dark side. Yeah. So it looks like in November of 2021, uh, they changed the theme for the following. So this was only the second annual springtime surprise. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. Ryan would have for sure done a dark side, light side, half marathon if they saw that. I mean, it's pretty, it was pretty cool, but yeah. That's okay. Like half marathon, I would not do, but he would. No, yeah, I'm out on that. Um, so for our weekend, it was called the springtime surprise weekend. As I said, um, Sarah mentioned that they had yoga that, um, I don't know what day that was actually. Do you know? I think it was Thursday. Like okay. the first day. Okay. Of the weekend. 
Um, and she said that was, you said Hollywood studios. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the theme of the weekend was Pixar. Um, and so our 5k was cars and then the 10k on Saturday was monsters like monsters Inc. And then Sunday they had the 10 miler and that was toy story themed. Um, and so like the shirt you get is themed with your theme, (laughs) Um, and then the metal that you get has a theme, the monsters one, the 10 K was like, um, a door from monsters Inc. And you could actually open it on the metal, which was super cute. Um, our metal, um, it had like a little like coin in the middle that you could like flip around and like twist around. And it has, um, lightning McQueen on one side and Mater on the other. And then the toy story one, I want to say it had like Woody and Buzz on it. I don't exactly remember what that one looked like. Um, And then they also have the springtime surprise challenge, which was all three races. So you do 5K Friday, 10K Saturday, and then the 10 miler on Sunday for a total of like 19.3 miles, I think. Um, And so you get another medal for completing all three. So I'm assuming once you pass over the 10 miler on Sunday, you get both medals. Um, so you could walk away with four medals for those three races. Um, Sarah also mentioned that they do like virtual races. Um, so you can do that as well. We might do that for like another race just to do it at home. But at the same time, like it's just not as fun doing it by yourself. So what? I'm not doing that at home. <laughs> we said that because the theme this summer, what is it? It was something cute. We were like, oh, we should do that. Oh, I don't remember that. I don't remember committing to anything. And you, yes, because you said, that's so hot. I'm not doing a 5K in the summer. And I was like, oh, that's true. But we don't have to run. Like, we just could walk it. That's true. Yeah, it would still be fun. Oh, no, you, I think you said we have to do it because it's the Disney 100. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, because that's literally never going to happen again. Yeah. So it's like a once in a... Once in a hundred year opportunity from last year. I was looking at the medals and last year it was frozen and they're so cool. (laughs) That's cute. That's what I like too, is that they like give everybody an opportunity to participate. Um, So like whatever kind of distance you want to do, if you want to go and do it, if you want to do a virtual race, like there are so many opportunities for everybody to participate. Um, And you'll hear more later about like actual like, the participation within the races. Um, but the theming that we experienced throughout the weekend was super cool. I feel like when we did the wine and dine 10k, I don't even remember what the theme was. Was there a theme? I don't I, I don't, I was trying to like, I feel like I can picture, we have pictures from it. I don't know. Here's my bib. (laughs) I found it. I have mine in a box. Sebastian being chased by the chef from Little Mermaid. It's awkward, but that's okay. I don't remember what the rest of the... um... So it looks like one was Lady and the Tramp. Okay. I can't tell what that says it is. And the 10K was, yeah, Sebastian. The half marathon was Mickey with like a chef. Oh, Chef Mickey. Mm -hmm. Um, And then... Uh, the two course challenge was rose gold uh, beauty, from Beauty and the Beast. Lumiere was on it. And then there were kids races, which were um, Remy from Ratatouille. Okay, cool. 
so I feel like this one, the theming was, I don't know, maybe it was just because it was more fun than like those random movies because it was very like Pixar. Um, and I, probably also because like my daughter watches those movies. So um, like, well, and my niece is very into not even Toy Story, like just specifically Buzz Lightyear. So anytime I saw Buzz Lightyear anything, I took a picture and sent it to her. And then our sister, Heather, her son is very into cars. So like anytime she saw Lightning McQueen or Mater or anything, she sent a picture of that to him. So I feel like it made it more fun. And like all the colors were so vibrant, um, like on all the signs that they had and all the like photo opportunities that they had. Um, so like they do a really good job of making it feel like a whole experience. It's not just show up and do the run. Like the expo is an experience and the merch is an experience. And then the race itself before, during, after, like it's all very themed. It's very fun. Everybody's having a good time. Like nobody's sitting there trying to like take it too seriously and like run their best run they've ever had in their entire life. Like we're just there to have fun and to walk like we're not there to run there's lots of little kids everywhere um like we saw a family of a little girl dressed as Rapunzel and then her dad was dressed as Flynn Rider and her mom was dressed as Pascal and it was so cute so it's just like kids are just there to have fun everybody's there just like enjoying themselves we've considered taking our kids but um the whole waking up at 2 30 in the morning is probably not a good idea so that's old um I told Cole like he would enjoy it uh he, and he can run faster than me, but I told him that he would enjoy it so much, but you have to wake up so early. And he was like, why? And I told him, he was like, oh yeah, I'm out on that. So maybe one day when he's like older and has that willpower to get up early, but yeah, right now he said no. But if you go to bed early enough, then I feel like it's, I mean, we got like six or six and a half hours of sleep. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't bad at all. I think the only thing I would do differently is, is plan like a shorter day afterwards Yes, to really be able to recover. But yeah, and we, we said this last time, do you remember? And then this time we didn't do it. And then we kind of said it again. We said that we'd book a spa appointment for like that day to go and like get a, even just a pedicure, just a foot massage, but yeah, to go and like, just to do a little more, I guess, um, post-race care yeah to because we just I mean we walked then after that which is probably that's probably the best recovery though honestly like going to the parks and walking but um it makes for an exhausting weekend but it's just so worth it and we'll probably do it again we walked 30,000 steps on Friday that's so crazy let me see which then just means that I can eat as many Mickey pretzels as I want very true yeah, so we did 31,000 steps on Friday for 12.8 miles, and then Saturday, 18,000 steps, and then Sunday, 22,000 steps. That's so crazy. We did more on Sunday? That's crazy. Oh, I, yeah, I guess we did. We did go slower on Saturday. Um, But yeah, I mean, it added about five miles to like a typical Disney day for us. I mean, but there are some people who will walk 20 miles in a Disney day, depending on like how long they go and how hard they go. And like, that was just not going to be us. 
I rode um, Sunday like evening uh, when we did Expedition Everest in the single rider line. The person that I was next to, um, she had done the, I guess it was the 10 miler that morning. And then she said she went back, showered and went straight to the parks. And I was like, I don't even know how you're like walking right now. I'd be so tired. I don't like, I don't think I could do it. No. I mean, I guess if you have trained for a 10 miler, then at that point, like you're probably, you're probably in better shape. Right. (laughs) It's okay. But we definitely like, we're, we're all going back in December for like our family trip. And we were like, mm, we need to start ahead of time this time and like actually like train for Disney. <laughs> walking like yeah. miles a day for like months beforehand because it's it's just like next level exhaustion. It really is. And now There's no comparing. We have our first guest ever. Are you excited, Heather? Oh, I didn't realize I was the first. Well, I mean, I, technically the boys and Mila have been on it, but not right, like right, true. officially. Right. That was not planned either. They just no. kind of joined in. Yeah. I'm the first yeah. guest on paper. Yeah, you're our first official guest. Look at me. You've talked about me enough, so. You have. You deserve it. <laughs> Talk smack. Now you can uh, defend your title. So this was our second time doing a Run Disney race. Um, This one was kind of by accident. We already had this trip planned um, for Kelsey's 30th birthday. And then when they released the the Run Disney dates, it just happened to fall on the same dates. And I was like, we should totally do it while we're there for your birthday. So Kelsey and I decided back in August to do it. Um, And of course, like we said, they sell out really quickly. So um, we knew the day they were coming up, I got online that morning and I registered us. And then, I mean, at that point, there's no turning back because you can't get a refund and you can't transfer it to anyone else. So um, we were in, but we did the 5k this time. So our first time we did the wine and dine 10k in that was 2018 feels not that long ago, but so long ago. Um, and so this time we just yeah, wanted to have three kids since then. Yeah, yeah that's true. Heather. That's true. So we wanted to um, do the 5k this time just for for it to just be more fun and not, um, not, I guess, like as serious. So, so today we have Heather, our, our other sister that we've sometimes referred to um, on the podcast. We have Heather here joining us to talk about run Disney with us because this is the second race that the three of us have um, done together. So welcome Heather to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. (laughs) Um, So just kind of we're going to first jump in and talk about what the actual like weekend looks like when you run a run Disney race. And then Heather has a kind of a unique way and something really cool about run Disney. I don't know. It might be part of other races too. I don't run enough. I don't run at all. So I don't know, but we'll talk about how we Heather didn't even run up, this race. <laughs> yeah. How Heather ended up being able to join us because like we said, it was sold out. We, Kelsey and I um, decided to purchase it before Heather even was sure if she was coming on the trip or not. So um, Heather will get to share that kind of unique um, situation issue. I don't know. Um, the unique way that she was able to join us. So um, for starters, the race weekend is so much fun. I think that's why, and you'll probably hear us say this like a thousand times, 
I'm not a runner. None of us are runners. Um, but there's just something about a run Disney event that makes it so fun. And they spread that out over the whole weekend. Like there's just a lot going on um, and a lot to be excited about and participate in. So there is a big expo at um, the ESPN wide world of sports. Um, so there's a big race expo and um, they sell merch and have, you know, like booths and vendors and then you have to pick up your bib and your race t-shirt while you're there. So this year, well, I guess I should back up. The first time that we went, um, you just kind of went, showed up, went in there and and shopped and did the expo and all of that. Um, and it has since grown to be just like super chaotic, I guess. Um, so this year they did a virtual queue for the merch, which I thought was super cool. Uh, that morning, the morning that the expo opened, and I, I guess every day we went the first day, but the morning it opened, um, you could join the expo at 8.30 a.m. And um, you would get, it just like for the rides, you would get a virtual time or a virtual queue. You join the virtual queue and you get a time to come back to, and that was your time to enter to shop. So it was, I thought it was so smooth. When we went into shop, there were not a ton of people there. It wasn't like super chaotic. Uh, we got to go in and we got to shop and, you know, look around at the merch. I don't, I haven't even I haven't even unpacked my suitcase yet, honestly, but I need to get my magnet out and put it on my board. Um, but yeah, we got to go in and see everything. And then we went and walked around the expo, bought a couple of things and went and picked up our bibs. They have cool spots where you can take pictures um, and you can, um, you know, see, see the, all the different, like for each theme of the different races. And then there's food booths open um, and you can go and eat there. So it was, it was really fun. That lasts throughout the whole weekend, I believe. Um, but it does open up the day before like the first race. And so we, and we would recommend that you fly in a full day before because you have to pick your bib up at the expo you cannot there's no bib pickup or there's no guaranteed big pick bib oh my gosh bib pickup on that day so you have to go to the expo um for this reason like we our race was on friday and we flew in wednesday night so that would give us all day thursday to make it to the expo and if anything happened with our flight we still had kind of some room um i think i would have been super stressed if we would have tried to fly in thursday morning because then if things get delayed um that you don't have any time to go get your bib and stuff before the race so that's kind of our i think that's tip number one for making race weekend smooth would be fly in the day before so that you can go pick up your stuff and enjoy the expo um and just get ready for the race so fast forward to the morning of the race. The races start at 5 a.m., which sounds early, but it's actually even earlier than that. We woke up, I think, at like 2.30, 2.45 maybe, um, because Disney does provide buses from their resorts, so you are able to catch the Disney bus. You don't have to figure out your own transportation unless you want to, um, but that is can be kind of a traffic jam, especially if you're running a race that um, goes on the road at all. Like when we did the 10K, we went from Magic Kingdom to Epcot. So we ran in the road between those two places. So they had to shut down traffic. For the 5K, I don't know if they shut down any traffic because we were just literally in the parking lot of Epcot. So like, I don't know if it really affected like the roads or anything. Yeah, I don't think so. And because we were done earlier. 
like the 5k doesn't True, last yeah. long. So, um, there wasn't by the time, I guess by the time people would be on the roads to get to the parks, we were already inside Epcot. So it didn't really. Impact yeah. It. Yeah. But even like the bus, the run Disney buses, they stop moving when there's like a traffic jam as well. Um, so people were saying, especially for the other races, like if you don't get on the bus by like 4 a.m., you're stuck on the road at like 4.30 and you don't get to move again until like 6.30 because of people actually like being in the roads and like them stopping traffic for the races. So we were like, oh my gosh, okay, that means we have to get there super early and we have to make sure we get on the bus. Then there was some confusion with where the bus was going to pick us up. It was kind of our fault, but not really. It was really the lobby lady's fault. Um, so all in all, we ended up leaving our resort at like 3.30. And we were in the first corral, so we knew we had to get there at a good amount of time because our corral closed, I think, 20 minutes before that 5 a.m. start. So we had to make sure that we got there in plenty of time. Um, it was a very long walk from the buses that where they drop you off to the actual start of the race. So really by the time we started the race, we'd already walked like a mile or a mile and a half that morning. Um, and by the time we got back to our resort, I think we'd done really a 10K instead of a 5K at that point because there was just so much walking involved. Um, and if you do take your own car because, you know, you drove there or you live there um, or you take an Uber or whatever it is, just know that the drop-off is different than where the Disney transportation drops off and it is further away. So that mile, mile and a half that I said we walked, it's going to be even further than that because they are not allowed to get as close as the Disney transportation is allowed to. So all of that has to be taken into account when you know that your race starts at 5 a.m. and that your corral closes 20 to 30 minutes before that. Um, so just account for all of that, all of the traffic, waking up early, all of that. Um, when you're deciding like if you want to do the race and then like when you need to get in and, and like we went to bed the night before, I think at like eight, eight 30. I know some people went to bed at like five or six in the Facebook groups. They were saying that. So like just we didn't want to get in Thursday morning and then be rushed at the expo and then have to go to bed. So like it was really nice that we gave ourselves plenty of time to rest and wake up early enough that we we didn't feel like super rushed that morning. So once you get there and you get off the bus or out of your car or whatever, um, you have to you do have to walk quite a ways to get into the race area. Um, but once you get in there, there is an area for spectator viewing. So if you have family or friends who are there to watch you um, and cheer you on, they can go in and there's like a specific area where they can sit. It's close to the finish line so that they can be there um, to watch you when you cross that finish line. They do have food and drinks inside um, available for purchase so they had like coffee um water i think they even had like sodas powerade bananas uh, bags of chips like all kinds of things that you could purchase once you got in um i think they took magic bands for payment and like we use apple pay most of the time so that as well uh, they also allow you to check a bag of your personal items. So at the entrance of the race or um, before it starts, you can check your bag. And then at the end of the race, you're able to pick that bag up. So if there's things that you need, but you don't want to carry them with you on the, the race course, you can leave those there. Um, we actually, I carried like a bottle of water with me the whole time and my phone. Um, so you can take stuff like that um, 
And then after you finish the race, they do give out snack boxes, waters, and Powerade. So when once we crossed the finish line, we were able to get a Powerade and a water and a snack box that had like pretzels and the, the good Disney fake cheese and uh, some other snacks. And then we went and loaded the buses. Um, so once we were done, we went through. There's photo opportunities as well. So you get your medal and you can take pictures and then you go and you get on a bus. And then every so often those buses leave and they take you right back to the resort. So it really is um, a stress-free overall in terms of transportation and and having things available that you need um, before and after the race. It's a pretty cool setup. Okay. Um, so like Kelsey was saying, like there's a long walk before you get there. Um so we were kind of walking and there's just stuff everywhere and people everywhere. I feel like we could hear everyone, like the lady, um, the like DJ and the lady speaking. I felt like we could hear all the music and stuff when we left our resort. <laughs> like you can, we could hear it from, from our resort because it was outside. We were pretty close to Epcot. Um, so you're like, oh, yep, yeah, that's them. So they have like a huge stage. Um, like after you got your, like you could buy water and stuff, like Sarah was saying, they have like a huge area. Um, there were characters before the race, like in the waiting area, but, um, they said Mater was there, but we didn't like go over to see him, but, um, that would have been fun. Um, but there's like a huge stage and there's a lady on there, like as the MC, I guess you could call her or the hype lady. Um, she was kind of counting down and talking about the race and just different things going on. Um, and I feel like she does them all the time, but I don't know. I don't remember her name. Um, but I know she said she usually runs them, but she had something wrong with her foot this time. So she wasn't doing it. But then I remember she said something about her daughter running her first race. And she was like, we'll talk about it when you're done, whether or not you're going to go to school today. And we were like, uh, you made a run Disney race. You should get home from school today. Um, I mean, at like 6.15. So there was plenty of time. Like, it would have been like, no, mom, if I'm coming here to help you with this, like, I'm not going to school today. So hopefully she got to stay home from school that day. Um, So there's just like a lot of music. And they were... I had a couple like uh, people in the crowd that they were interviewing or like a couple of MCs, whatever you want to call them, hype people, as Kelsey said, um, they would interview the crowd. And so they would find like families or people um, they interview this family and like the dad and the girl had like on these like onesie type outfits and they were like how come you don't have it mom and she was like because I made the outfit choices or whatever. <laughs> that was funny. And then like they interviewed a lady who had like a assisted walking device and like how she still runs like run Disney. So they were really big when they were interviewing people, like finding people with different abilities and like different just ideas of run Disney. Cause they were like, it's really for everyone. And I thought they did a good job. And then they made fun of that one guy in the crowd. Cause he was, they played, there's this show that my son loves. It's called Cars on the Road. And it's like these short videos of like Mater and McQueen like going on trips. And they're like five minute videos on Disney+. Plus. They're coming out with a new season, which I'm actually excited about because I'm tired of watching the same five little uh, monster truck Mater and all the other things. Um, but the guy was videoing it on his phone when they were doing like the big, um, they were doing 
like the trailer on the big screen. And she was like, I mean, couldn't you like look that up on YouTube or something? And he was like, oh, yeah. Like he didn't even think of it. And it was like, okay, it was also like 4.30 in the morning and everyone was exhausted. So I feel like that's allowed. But you're kind of just like hanging out in your corral area. Like Kel said, our corral was first one, so it closed. So we like kind of try to stay towards the front, mostly so we could get finished and go back and nap before the parks opened um and so we're just kind of hanging out listening to music of course they're playing disney stuff they're talking about all the disney run run disney races they're just i mean they're just kind of like you're hanging out and trying to like i guess essentially get hyped and wake up to, to get ready to go so um it was fun just hanging out i felt like the time kind of went by quickly so it's like all of a sudden we were like oh dang we have 20 minutes and then it was like okay five minutes and then they do like the countdown and stuff and so it was fun to be like right by the start in corral a to like see everybody start um going and the fireworks and stuff so it was pretty fun they really do a good job of making it like a party like making it yeah yeah even for us who like we're not runners and we're not really right. into the whole running part of it. Like it's just so much fun. It's just a fun, it is. it's just a fun like party. It's, I always say like the only place I will run is run Disney. Like I'm not yeah. entering any, no 5k at home is worth that, but they do just such a good job of making it a whole thing. Yes. Like it's a whole, it's definitely like a whole vibe, I guess you could say as the, you know, cool kids say. Um, But yeah, it definitely feels like it was just as, whole thing and before you're like excited to race even though we're not running or really racing (laughs) I wasn't racing anybody um so I enjoyed it I mean it was early and then it started to rain on us and we were like of course we didn't bring ponchos it rained it rained on us for what like 10 minutes maybe or something mine though like I really didn't even it wasn't that long yeah it it wasn't like a downpour like it rained on us on Sunday it was more like just a a sprinkle sprinkle so it was nice I guess to wake up we got a little shower before the race and then it wasn't too hot of course because it was five o'clock in the morning so um and then once you get on the course they don't stop the fun there like it just continues there's well actually in the beginning it's kind of boring because it was literally a parking lot and then like five seconds into the race Sarah was like I have to go to the bathroom so we had to go off of the course to use the porta potties at the finish line because the start and the finish line were like right next to each other listen I added bathrooms to my section to talk about because that is important to know okay (laughs) the guy even said like when I like y'all were ahead of me a little bit and I was like what are y'all doing and like I saw y'all walking I was like oh they're going to the bathroom I like stood at the edge where the cones were and he was like please step off the course and like he made me like get completely off the course I mean it was a safety thing but it was funny he was like basically like move out of the way so I just stood there and then one lady was like I don't know. She was asking about like people starting and I was like, I don't know. We we were in Corral A. Like, I don't know about anybody else. I was like, we just started. It was like two minutes away. So pretty much start started in Corral A and then probably finished in like Corral C because we went to the bathroom a lot. <laughs> right. But like on the course, they have like music playing. Like I would say every like quarter to half a mile they had like a truck that had like lights and like a dj in the back and he was like playing music um and then there were maybe like two times where i saw like a big 
TV um, that looked like it was playing like clips from movies. Like the first one, ugh, and now I'm going to try to remember. The first clip I saw, I remember, I think it was a Cars clip maybe. Um, but like they were just like playing that over and over again. Like you're never just like walking with nothing going on around you for more than like a quarter of a mile, maybe even less than that. Like there's always something exciting happening. And then once we got into Epcot, it was even more exciting. Um, so like right before we entered, they had like a high school marching band with like some dancers that had pom-poms and they were like doing dances and stuff. So that like got us all hyped up. Then once we entered Epcot, oh, I totally forgot about this. At each country in Epcot, because we got to walk around the world's showcase, like that was really, that was where we entered. We entered right after Mexico, I think, or right after Norway, one of the two. And so like, as soon as we walked in, there were like two cast members in their like Mexico outfits and they were like cheering us on. And then like some of them had uh, like signs. And like, I saw the girl, one of the girls who worked in um, maybe Canada, she like posted in the Facebook group and was like, this was me cheering you guys on. So like, there were so many cast members everywhere that were literally just there to cheer us on and like, tell us that we were doing a good job and like probably crowd control, but you know, whatever. Um, and then there were a ton of characters that you can meet along the way. We did not stop and meet any of them um, because the lines get really long. But some people will like run until they see a character and then like stand there and wait in line for an hour or however long just so that they can get a picture with that character. So some of the characters we saw were um, Jesse from Toy Story, Edna Mode from The Incredibles, Russell from Up. Um, Joy from Inside Out and then Slim from A Bug's Life, which was really exciting because we like saw him and we were like, this is so random. Like I've never seen him out before. I've never seen him as like a character meet and greet, even in the parks. So like it was very weird because we were like, wait, what? That's so cool. And I mean, like it was a guy like on stilts because he was like probably like seven or eight feet tall, like the the costume the character was. Um, and so you could wait in the line if you wanted. I just kind of took pictures as I walked by. Um, I also liked it being in Epcot because we could walk by um, like all of the, what were they like, is topiary the right word? Like the, they had like the flowers that were cut into the shape of different characters. And so we got to take pictures with those two or like I took pictures of them. So like there was a Buzz one, there's like Mickey Mouse one, like the OG characters um, and like daisy and stuff like that um and so people had like the opportunity to take pictures with that kind of stuff as well so it's really just like you're never just like walking like there's all or running i guess you're supposed to run but like there's always something exciting for you to do as you go along and it's not just the character meet and greets like there's so many cool things that you can encounter and take pictures with that like the whole thing from start to finish is like a really cool like immersive experience so um like Kelsey said, we walked these, <laughs> we didn't run them. Um, and, um, when you register for a race, so you put your anticipated like mile per minute, uh, or mile minute mile, whatever you put your time. <laughs> and, um, for the 5k, you don't have to provide proof of time. Uh, but for the longer distances, you do have to provide proof of time because that is how they put you in corrals. So typically the runners who run at a faster pace are in the earlier corrals. Um, and then it goes down from there. 
the run Disney races also have a, um, a pace requirement. So I know when we did the 10 K, the pace requirement was a 16 minute mile. I'm not sure what those are, if that's always what it is, um, and what, if they differ between the race distances. And then there are what is called the balloon ladies. So there are pacers who walk with Disney balloons, um, and they walk, they, I think they start in the last corral and they keep that pace. So as long as you stay in front of the balloon ladies, then you're good to go. Um, but if you fall behind the balloon ladies, then there is the potential that you get swept, um, off of the, the race. So they'll tell you like that you, you can't stay on the race course. Um, I think honestly, part of this is just because there's a time that it has to stop because the races are through the parks. And so they've got to get everybody cleared out. Um, they do a great job of, starting everybody it's like not mass chaos when you start they do a rolling start we were in corral a this time and i have heard that the 5k corrals are just at random um but we were in corral a and even though we were in a we didn't all start at once so they would do like a section of a would start and then the next section would start and then the next section would start um and of course you're your race time is just based on when you started. So, um, you still, my, my son was asking me like who won the race. And I was like, well, it's not really like that. And like, he was like, Oh, probably the first people that started. And I was like, no, it's not like that either. Like there could be somebody in corral D who runs at the fastest pace and they're, you know, the top person in the race, even though they didn't start first. So, um, I'm sure I would imagine like all races are like that. I don't know. This is all we've done. Um, but then they also, do have um what they call roll disney so disney does a really good job all around not just run disney but being inclusive um, of all people and so roll disney is what they call their basically their athletes with disabilities who are not running so they're in a wheelchair or some other kind of assisted um device I don't know what you would call it, but um, so they call them Roll Disney and they get to start first. And most of them, um, I think they call them athletes with disabilities and they would have like a companion typically who was running with them um, to help or assist. And so that was super cool to get to see that. Um, one of the things, one of the quotes that they said before we started that we that I really liked is they said no one. I forget exactly how they say it, but essentially like no one comes to a run Disney race to PR. Like that's not why you're there. You're there because it's fun. There's stuff to do. You're stopping and taking pictures with characters. Like it's not necessarily to, you know, to win the race, I guess, as my son said, but it's really just to be there for the whole experience. Um, and then also on the course, I am going to throw in the bathroom thing because like Kelsey said, um, of course we had to go to the bathroom, like right off the bat. I think I chugged like a whole power because I didn't want to get dehydrated. They have porta potties before the race, tons and tons of porta potties. Um, so you can go before you start. And then as soon as we got on the course, of course, I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. Um, so we did kind of step off and go. And then once you enter the parks, you can use the park bathroom. So that that was super convenient. Um, and if you don't know where those are, it's kind of, you can really tell, um, along the way. So there's lots of bathroom stops. There are also people on the course who are handing out waters. Um, so you can grab a water. Like I said, I ran with a bottle of water with me, uh, but they do have people handing out cups of water as well. We went to the bathroom in the porta potty three times. We went to the bathroom in Morocco. We went to the bathroom <laughs> We went a lot of places. I only went to the porta potty twice. I'm pretty sure we went to the bathroom like four or five times total. Maybe I don't know, but I, I know at one point you 
I think Kelsey, you walked off to go to the bathroom and Sarah was standing there and I was like, I'm just going to keep going. And then y'all got way behind me. And then it was like you, when you came out, Sarah then went to the bathroom and I was like, oh. <laughs> y'all didn't even go at the same time. Like you went one after another. I should have, I should have gone. And I was like, well, just go now. Like just go. And she was like, okay, I'm going to go. So we just like switched places. <laughs> that was my, I remember that one. Yeah. I thought it was funny. So I do like, I was going to say with the role Disney or with anyone, I, I don't know if y'all noticed it. I think I pointed out to Kelsey. They had like, if you were an athlete with any, any disability, you had like a, a bib on your back that said like athlete with disability. And then the person that was with you, it said AWD guide. And so like, if you were running or walking, you could see like those people on the course. I thought that was a nice, a good way. They probably do it in all races. Um, just so people know like, Hey, this person has a disability and this is their person that's walking or running with them. So um, costumes we wore, our, so the 5K was cars themed. The 10K was Monsters, Inc. themed. Do y'all know what the 10-miler was? Toy Story. Toy Story, right. So we dressed up. We had, I had on a Mater shirt, which before we left, Oliver saw it and definitely wanted it. Um, he said, you go buy me one, okay? Um, then Kelsey was McQueen and Sarah was Sally. So we just got like different color shirts with um with the pictures of them but there were some people that were just like all out um there were a lot of since ours was five uh the cars theme a lot of people were like traffic cones um like so many like one person had on like a whole traffic cone like head to toe like they were in it then we saw a lot of people with like headbands with traffic cones on their head um we saw a lot of just ton of Pixar characters in general I liked the we thought that they were well we were like oh we're kind of jealous of them because these people had umbrellas but they were like the jellyfish which was cute but then when it started raining we were like oh lucky them they're not gonna get rained on the first um, one, that's so stupid they have to carry on an umbrella for like two hours and then it started raining and we we're like, dang it <laughs> yes but I do admit like there were some costumes that I was like I would not want to be walking slash running a whole 5k with that. Like one point I saw these people pass us and they were star Wars themed and they both were holding lightsabers. Like, yeah. I don't really want to hold a lightsaber while I'm like trying to kind of walk quickly slash run. That's through the race. Those people are in way better shape and they probably train for it. And all that. Probably. So probably. Like, handle any extra stress. <laughs> no. Um, and then there was, there was a couple slinkies, but then I remember seeing one where like they were together. Like it was a costume where like the front person was the front, like they were actually like the slinky guy, but one person was the head and one person was the butt. And I was like, Oh, I don't want to be connected to anyone. And then I was like, you can't even talk to each other because one of you is behind the other one. Yes, like they had to be one in front of the other. Like, no, thank you. I'm not going to be attached to anybody. I mean, it was super cute. And there were so many costumes. Like some people were not wearing anything. Some people were wearing like their charity shirts. Um, Because I saw some people in my group that were wearing their NDSS shirts. Um, But I feel like there was a wide range of characters. And then some people, like I said, they didn't dress up in cars. They dressed up in pretty much anything Disney went. Um, we did see, I think at least one, probably more. I don't remember. Of Like, I remember this 
one specifically, this girl, she had a soccer on her back. So Kelsey and I looked at each other and we were like, oh my gosh, it's a 2319. And I thought that was really cute because I feel like everyone immediately is going to be like, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Um, so that was really cool. And, you know, some people, they did not dress up at all. Other people had like, you know, water bottles. I saw some people with camelbacks, like they were prepared and we were like, okay, we're just walking it over here and hopefully we'll get done. Um, you know, before like, I think we said like 7 a.m. or something, but we got done at like 6.10. So we had plenty of time, like I said, to go home, not go home, go back to the hotel and take a nap. So, but it was fun to see everybody dress up. And like I said, there's a wide range of people in full out costumes, like Slinky Dog together with and lightsabers. And then there are other people with like simple costumes or like us with just like themed shirts. So I feel like any of it's cute. The race shirt as well that we got at the expo. Yes. A lot of people wearing that. And I feel like that's common. Yeah. We did the 10K. We put ours underneath our shirts. It's like lots of people wore them, right? Or over? Yeah. Over them. I yeah, think we, we put them on over because at the end, there's that picture cold. of us in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember we had a picture at the end with us in them. But um, but yeah. So I think that's he's been wearing it all day. So I told him, I was like, this is your gift. <laughs> oh your race shirt race shirt that yeah oliver definitely it. saw it when i when we got home i had it on you know monday yeah. morning and he was definitely like pointing at mater and talking about it and then of course i gave him my medal and he said it's my medal now and so he's like, i don't even know where it is now heavy metal mom and i was like i know i'm so cool right and i told like, oliver it was heavy and he was like uh, okay and then he literally wouldn't even show mom when we FaceTimed her. He wouldn't show John when he got home. I was like, Ollie, can you show John your medal? He's like, no, and like sat on it. He was like, it's my medal. I was like, whatever, kid. So. My favorite costume that I saw was they were interviewing her right before the race. But she had built like a cardboard mater that she was like wearing. But she had. Oh, made yeah. Back, and they were like who are you? And she said, I'm Darth Mater. And I was like, stop it. Oh, yes. That was funny. <laughs> ever seen. It was such a cute idea. I was like, oh my gosh, I love it. That was the most clever for sure. Yeah. I loved it. So one of the coolest things that Run Disney does is their focus on charities. Um, so every weekend, every race weekend has a different, what they call Run Disney Celebrated Charity Spotlight. So they pick a different charity to be um, kind of the recognized charity of that weekend. I was looking back at some of the past ones so we can um, shout them out. So the most I guess the race season, I don't know when they consider the beginning of the race season, but well, this was the end. So we're going to say wine and dine is the beginning. Um, so wine and dine, it was the second, let me see, second harvest food bank of central Florida for a marathon weekend. It was the leukemia and lymphoma society for princess um, half marathon weekend it was the starlight children's foundation and then this weekend for us it was the make a wish of central and northern florida and so they had um, a girl and her mom there who she was the recipient of a wish when she was younger and they were uh, running their race together that weekend and then i think it's all of the volunteers who were there are all there representing make a wish as well so they really um i don't know like financially how that works out. Um, I'm sure that Disney, you know, donates 
money to support the charity. And of course it helps bring awareness. So um, it was super cool. And it's, I think it's a really neat thing that Disney does. And that kind of gets us into Heather and what was unique about Heather joining us in the race this weekend. Like we said, um, it, they sell out super quick. And so if you're not on there to, to register right away, if you, you know, don't decide until later, you can miss out. But um, then there are charity bibs available that you can get. So uh, select charities and they're all, I think they're on the Run Disney website. You can find the charities that have the bibs and they have bibs for um, all of the races, um, a select number of bibs and you can uh, run. So you have to raise, and Heather's going to go into more details about how her experience worked, but you have to raise money, a certain amount of money for this charity in order to basically run um, using the charity bib. So Heather, go ahead and kind of let us know what that was like to participate um, as a, you know, running for a charity. Okay. Um, like they said earlier, um, I hadn't decided I was going on the trip and I definitely didn't sign up for the registration because for the race, I think y'all signed up in what, like August or September. It was like super, it was a long time ago. And like Sarah said, the race, the race, like registration will sell out pretty quickly. And so I think probably in January, maybe um, mid January, I think I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm going to go on the trip. And like, now I kind of wanted to run the race with y'all, um, you know, but obviously that's not going to happen. And then I think Sarah just text me, text us like a link to a charity um, about how you could do it. And then um the one she found one, but it was kind of too late to join them. And then she found uh, NDSS, which is the National Down Syndrome Society. And I was like, oh, absolutely. Like, that's my that's the one I want to do. Um, I worked with kids with special needs at Texas A&M. And this, the kid, he's not a kid anymore. He's like, I think he's 19 now. Um, I got paired with as my buddy. When I worked with um, him when he was younger, he has Down syndrome. I became close with their family. They were like my second family while I was at Texas A&M. And then um, one of my friends at my CrossFit box, um, her daughter has Down syndrome. And so it's just near and dear to my heart. Um, so I was really excited to find out I could race for them. And so what you have to do, and I would say NDSS and the, the people who coordinated, um, who do the fundraising, they were very... They would email and very, very good with communication. And so basically all I did was I went on there, I registered with them um, and I, they set up a fundraising page for your, for me. And then you just share it and you can put like a little link in your bio, a link or a, a little bio in your link about why you want to run for them. And I had to raise their fundraising amount was $500 um, towards obviously the charity and they you had to give, you had to raise half of it by like the middle of February. And then you had to raise half of it, the rest of it, I think a month before the race. And if you didn't raise all $500, like I was signing up saying, if I didn't, if I didn't raise the money, then they would charge me that money. So like you had to give $500 regardless of if other people did it and, and donated for you, or if you gave the money, which I won was like, I would donate all of it. Um, but also like, let's see my friends and family will donate. Um, so I think I raised the $500 in like a week. Um, I posted it on my social media. They gave me a, like I said, they gave you a link for my direct fundraising page. I posted it on my social media, uh, Sarah and Kelsey, like shared it, you know, um, on their happy travel 
um, stuff and people donated immediately. Like they gave, you know, 25 bucks, hundred bucks, 150 bucks. I raised $500 and I posted like three or four times. Um, so it was very easy to be able to raise the money. I feel like when you talk about a charity, you know, obviously there's so many different charities, but I made sure to say like why I was excited to run for NDSS and how like it's, a, it's, I've always been an advocate for, you know, kids with Down syndrome or any disabilities and stuff. And so it was really easy to be like, look, guys, this is an awesome charity. Like, help me raise some money. And people were just super quick to donate. I think Kelsey didn't like one of Ryan's like coworkers or someone like someone I didn't even know. She donated um, a friend of mine from high school that I don't talk to that often. Like she immediately donated like people were really willing to donate really quickly, which was really awesome. And so I raised the money fast. And then after I raised the money, well, not after, but after I registered with them, then they sent me like the official link to register for the race and where I put in like my info and all that to get my actual race bib. Um, but they, like, I didn't pay for the registration again. Um, it was all, it, it was all included. So basically I only paid the $50 to register with NDSS to run the race. Um, and then they actually sent me a, um, a tank top that has NDSS on it. And so I was like, I'm for sure going to wear that, um, you know, all the time. Some people, like I said, were wearing it during the race, um, or had other NDSS shirts. Um, there's a Facebook group. So I joined it and they have people like the Facebook group is any run Disney stuff. So like they had people um, like the group, the Facebook group for run Disney with NDSS is like people running all the races. So I think they get bibs for every race because people were talking about doing races later um, or this was their first one or whatever. And so I'm like, oh, I might do one again and, and don't and, you know, run for them um, before the race we had like a whatsapp group they like we all joined like probably like a couple days beforehand so people were talking about like picking up their bibs and stuff and one lady they like come they like text that like their flight was running late so they weren't even sure they were going to get their bib for the 5k but i think they ended up getting it um and so that was fun to like everybody was posting pictures and being like i'm running you know this is me um and that was really cool to kind of just see other people supporting you know um a cool great organization and then Friday morning for the race they had a meetup every day for before the race so we did the 5k we met up and we took like a big group picture of everyone running that morning for NDSS um right by the finish line and then it was just kind of like hey everybody okay cool like be on your way so it was really smooth like I said the communication with with the um the coordinators of it were really awesome. Like they were like, email us at any time. Um, it was very, they even sent out like little reminders of how to like prepare for the race or, um, you know, train for the race. <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing that, but thank you for the advice. Um, and so it was just really good. I mean, it was really smooth, like I said, and then it was really fun to be supportive of an organization that I do, I do care about a lot. So Thanks for joining us, Heather. Um, if you guys have any questions about run Disney races, or if you have questions for Heather about how she went about um, getting her bib through a charity, then feel free to reach out to us and ask those questions. And next week we will be coming back with an official trip recap. This was more just 
um, like run Disney overview in that part of our trip. But we definitely have a lot to say about the trip as a whole. So stay tuned for that. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to follow us on Facebook at Happy Travel Podcast and Instagram at Happy Travel Pod. We share new episodes every Wednesday. Reach out with questions or feedback at hello at happytravelpod.com and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been the Happy Travel Podcast with Sarah and Kelsey. 